Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Thanksgiving special of the Salty Pastor. I am Jesse Mary, your host, and Dr. Douglas Peak is our Salty Pastor. We want to welcome you and give thanks for you, the Salty Pastor listeners, for your support, and most importantly, how you've been sharing these podcasts with your friends and family. Man, I hope today is a day where you can enjoy your family, your friends, your small group, your church community, and your faith. You have so much to be thankful for. We really do. And I pray you're able to enjoy and live in the blessing of God today. So on Tuesday's podcast, we concluded our study of the book of Philippians by digging into chapter 4, and we discussed how Paul was giving us a command to be joyful at all times. Yes, he was. And the three principles he gave us that we looked into uh, from chapter 4 on Tuesday is that we can overcome worry through prayer and petition. That's one of the ways we live joyfully at all times. The second way we live joyfully at all times is by discovering mental focus, focusing on what is outside of us that God has given to us, you know, righteousness, truth, purity, excellence, and so forth. And then finally, being generous, living a life of generous generosity. And that really helps us live joyfully at all times in all things. So we discussed how our culture has been uh, been becoming a postmodern culture and how this it's not becoming it's already it there is, um, <laughs> and how this philosophy influences our way of thinking yeah it's a philosophical construct and what it basically means is that there is a perspective of the world it's a definition of reality so to speak and really what it ends up doing is becomes a way of thinking about things and, and that really influences the outcome. The most powerful impact of this way of thinking is that it creates, uh, and we see the evidence of this over and over again, it creates despair. It creates isolation and it creates loneliness. People are more lonely, particularly in American society, than ever before. It's unbelievable. So it makes living in joy impossible. So how are we taught this? Um, we've talked about this in some ways, but how are we taught this? How do we adopt this way of thinking without really knowing it? Well, it's the foundation of our entire educational system. It really is. It's also the underlying uh, uh, basis for much of our media. Sitcoms are all designed this way. Uh, uh, all types of internet shows and memes and all these kinds of things are the underlying premise. A lot of people usually don't think about the premise that uh, a movie or a TV show is based on, right? Because they're just trying to be hip and cool and reflect the culture. Right. Um, but really what they're doing is they are inculcating and reinforcing postmodern thinking. And, and for instance, uh, this is how it works just in basic history class. Uh, in the history cl class, when you get into high school, it's structured like this. Uh, here's what America says it stands for. Okay? It then, then what you do is you study every departure from what it says it mm. stands for. And you you never place what America attempted to do, almost nobody reads the Constitution in any public school curriculum anymore, 
when you study the American Revolution. They'll reference it, but no one actually reads it and explains it. Right. Uh, you don't read any of the founding fathers. You just write what some historians say about the founding fathers. Most people have no, have no idea what the Federalist Papers even are when they graduate from high school. And so what happens is in history class, they basically say, this is what America's for. And then we're going to study all of the things that prove America is not living up to its ideals, its ideals. It ignores the rest of the world's history in the context of where this was happening. And what it does is, is basically when you only look at failures without the context of history or even the initial goals that America set out to try to accomplish, you become skeptical. You, it's like, I, I really don't believe that anybody ever does what they say they're going to do or trying to do. It's always a front. So people are very skeptical of any type of authority. And one of the most significant, it's kind of like this. One of the most significant technological advances in the world was the invention of the light bulb. Now, Thomas Edison failed 1,500 times in trying to get it right. If history only talked about the failures you would get the impression that the light bulb was never invented, even though you're sitting under a light bulb reading how he failed. Hmm. So you never sit and think about, wait a second, if it wasn't for this light, I wouldn't be able to read that he failed. You just get the impression that he was a failure. So when you, um, uh, this is how history is taught, in my opinion, the construct of it. The curriculum teaches that America was never free. It was never noble. It never achieved anything it set out to do. And so even though you are sitting under the tree of freedom with the ability to read those criticizing and propagating falsehoods about America. So no, no, no student ever really asks themselves that question. Very, very few will ever do that. And so what that does is that's just a very small microcosm of how we are taught to be deconstructionists right mm. and how we're taught not to believe anything and so we become skeptical and because we become skeptical we end up uh rejecting the fact that there's anything worthwhile noble good reputable honorable that we can live for and give our lives to so how do I counter this influential way of thinking in my own life so I can live in joy, live in happiness, like Paul challenges us to do? Well, I think this is the whole point of Philippians. Paul is trying to teach them how to change their attitude. So it helps us learn how to change our attitude, our disposition in life. Uh, we cannot live in joy, walk in joy, experience authentic happiness each and every day unless we discover and then we start practicing a brand new way of thinking. Okay. Uh, C.S. Lewis has this really great uh, uh, illustration. And basically, this is what it is. He goes, uh, you're taught to see through things. Like if you're sitting in your study you're taught to look through the window out into the garden, right? And the reason the, the window is opaque or you can see through it, it's translucent, is because you're intended to see the garden or the landscape outside, right? Right. 
He says, but what you're taught, what C.S. Lewis says is what you're taught is that not only is the window transparent, but you need to see through the garden as well. And you need to see through the landscape as well. You need to see through all of these things. This is basic deconstructionism. And he said, the problem is, is when everything becomes opaque, when everything becomes transparent, you end up seeing nothing. You know, there's nothing you're to see. You're looking into the void. You're, you're looking into the void. And this is why particular secular thinkers have always been struggled so much with nihilism, despair, despondency. It's just plain unhappiness. Nobody wants to live that way because we're not designed for that, as we showed earlier in our study, that we're designed for joy. So what I have to do is I have to, and this is really hard for people to do, is to say, why do I keep looking through things? Why do I keep deconstructing things? Why it's basically, I must become a skeptic of my own skepticism. And that's where um, the challenge lies. How do I become skeptical of the fact that I'm skeptical of everything? Doesn't that really Feels mean like something? like a double negative, but <laughs> yeah, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, so um, I think that that's what's really important. And that all comes down to the first step, and that is is start with gratitude. Start with I'm thankful that I am alive. I'm thankful that I can experience joy. I may be really depressed and filled with anxiety right now, but the fact that I'm filled with anxiety and I'm totally depressed and I'm living in despair is because somewhere deep in my soul, I expect to be happy. I expect to not be this way. And that's why this loneliness or isolation or depression is so so heavy on me it, you know it's so such a downward pull because deep in my soul i expect to have happiness and i'm not having it why not so you have to at that point say okay i'm going to have gratitude and that's how you start to change your way of thinking i'm going to be thankful i'm alive i'm be, i'm thankful that i can experience joy even though i'm not i'm going to be thankful for jesus and this is why this is the beginning of all wisdom and that is take jesus seriously I'm going to be thankful for who he is, what he's done in my own life. So everything begins with gratitude, learning how to be thankful. Well, this being the day of Thanksgiving, <laughs> yes. that's a pretty good segue, I would say. If gratitude's the, the first step, how can we be more thankful? Anything to learn from those pilgrims that started this whole Thanksgiving celebration? <laughs> I do. I love the history of the pilgrims. It's just such a remarkable story. I wish, I wish people would really uh, be able to dig into it in history more than they do now. And one of the perspectives that postmodernism has stolen from us is our perspective on life. Okay. And up until the 1950s, the general attitude was that life is really hard. Mother nature has one job and that's to kill you. That's all it wants to do. It wants to <laughs> freeze you, fry you, make you sick, starve you. starve you, you know. And I mean, everybody thought about that is that, boy, we live in. And I think part of that was because there was no illusion that we had any control over the weather. We have no we had no control over pandemics. We have no control over hurricanes and earthquakes. And and what postmodernism has done is change that perspective. See, the perspective before was, look, Mother Nature wants to kill me because we're living in a fallen world, a broken world. So if anything good actually happens, well, gosh, that's a blessing from God. How awesome that is, right? 
This is the mindset that made it so easy to be thankful, right? Because your perspective was things just don't work out well ever, you right. know? Well, today, postmodernism has robbed the, us of that perspective and per, replaced it with a new perspective. And that new perspective is this. Everything is supposed to go well with you. Your life is supposed to be perfect. And if it's not, it's somebody else's fault. Somebody's holding you back, cheating you, taking advantage of you. And this comes from this uh, Frankfurt School of Social Theory. It, that's their perspective, right? And so this mindset now is my life is supposed to be awesome, regardless of the effort that I put into it, regardless of the responsibility I take for my own life. Therefore, if something bad happens to me or I'm not happy, then it's God's fault. It's somebody else's fault. And when you go through life that way with that entitlement mentality, it robs you of joy, right? Because right. how can you be, how can you be thankful? You know, you, you go down to the DMV, you know, and, and here, here's the thing is people always talk about the DMV, you know, especially in California and stuff. And, and here in, in Boise, Idaho, what I will do is I'll go down to the DMV and this is pre COVID. I go down to the DMV right here over off of a Chinden Boulevard. Right. And I would walk in there and there's like three people in there. I'd wait about five minutes. They'd call me up to the desk and I would do your you know, thing, do your thing, pay the money and walk away. And I would just think, I love my DMV. <laughs> Does anybody ever say that? I don't think so. I have not ever heard a good yeah. thing about a DMV. So. But, but there's people there that are sitting there going, oh, for crying out loud, I have to wait five minutes for this DMV, blah, 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 blah. You know, I mean, I remember when I was younger and I went to get my driver's license, you had to have pack a lunch. You would wait so long, you know? <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. But so so the thing is, is that that's, when you expect everything to go perfectly and every, then it robs you of joy. This is why people who travel a lot, tend to be just a little more happier people and this is the reason why is because nothing ever goes right when you travel right right and the first time your expectation is you know you're nervous but after a while you just kind of relax and you get used to it you go with the flow and and that's that perspective where you can start to be uh more thankful and i think that's the key to being more happy is learning how to be more thankful. You look at the pilgrims and they, they, a hundred of them left. And when they had Thanksgiving, there were only 50 left. Wow. And these were families that went. So just imagine half of your family dying of disease or starvation, you know? So you get through that first harvest. It's pretty meager and you know you're thanking god for the fact that you just didn't die right and so i think that's one of the greatest things is that learning how to be thankful by changing the way we look at our very own lives so we're we're needing to change our perspective what's some of the best ways to do that well make a decision be intentional because if you don't, life will do it for you. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, yes, life does have a way of opening your eyes to reality. Or, but by changing our perspective, it's, it's easier to be thankful even when nothing's going right. I mm -hmm. guess it's kind of the secret to being blessed even when you're stressed. Yeah, yeah because, uh, you know, life, the school of hard knocks will teach you to change your perspective. You leave from the... the Everything is supposed to go my way to it's such a blessing 
when something when actually something does go yeah <laughs> it goes right it's just so awesome you know and i think that's really important so let me be helpful by by being thankful for everything that jesus is doing you know in the midst of our own church at foothills like i'm just so thankful that you and i can do this podcast for people you know and and i'm so thankful that god is using us to speak to people you know i'm so thankful that that uh when COVID happened uh even though we were afraid back in march and april we didn't make decisions based on fear. We made decisions based on faith. And God has just used that. And I'd have to say the last nine months of my life, I have never been so unsure of what to do next. I have never been so clueless about what to do next. I have never been so uh, uninformed about what to do next. Right. You know, I'm a thinker, I'm a reader, I consume every all kinds of information, right? And I'm like, I get up in the morning and go, I literally have no, no idea. idea. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you'd heard me say that. It's like, yeah, okay, well, what do you think? We have our Monday morning and it's like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have, we're, I, just, <laughs> we're just going with the flow and I praying I have no <laughs> idea. I'm praying, I'm fasting, you know. People are like, Pastor, you've lost weight. You're looking good. I'm going, yeah, this is a really great diet program. You know, I'm thankful for that. Fasting has a way to help you lose weight because I'm like, I have no idea. And what's really remarkable about that is how much Jesus has actually really done and shown up in just the midst of our church and our community, even though the world is upside down. So, you know, I just want to say, I'm just so thankful. I, I'm so thankful that just over a year ago, you you were done with the touring and the moving and you were like, I need a change in my life. And I'm just so thankful that the Lord brought you here to partner with me and do this. Cause uh, I'm the ideas guy. And you're like, yeah, we can do we that. Can do that. <laughs> or no, we cannot do that. <laughs> <laughs> we got to rope that back just a little bit. Well, I'm, so, I'm thankful to be here too. It's been a blessing. Yeah. It's just a great, you know, the Lord brought us together just for t such a time as this, you yeah. know, and, uh, I'm so thankful for pastor Harv, you know, I mean, uh, he is just, just the way he does life, you know, and, and it's such a blessing to have known him for 35 years, you know, he's so, not an unknown variable that you're yeah. adding to all the other unknowns that we're currently dealing and, with. And, you know, of course we have people that are just wonderful people, you know, and they're okay. Well, what's his job description? You know, what's, and I'm like, his job description is be Harv. Do Harv. <laughs> Harv doing Harv is his job description. Yeah. And, and unless you know Harv, you just don't know how true that really i mean he is just a blessing from god the way he's wired how he thinks how he engages and how he does what he, he's just such a, a blessing you know i'm thankful for uh you know steve and how the lord brought him here absolutely you know i'm thankful for emma i'm i'm really thankful for tiffany you know um I don't want this to sound creepy in any way, but I love Tiffany. <laughs> she's amazing. Like she's kind of like this glue that just like she holds our oh office gosh. together. Like she never complains yep. and she just kind of, we just, she, ask, yeah, she is just the energizer bunny and she's such got such a pleasant disposition. She's so awesome. Yes. Her husband, Carlos, all of her kids. So good. I love oh, her daughters are just so wonderful. All three of them. We love them to death. And, and so I'm so, I'm so thankful for Dana, 
you know, I'm I'm thankful for Jeff who, you know, has has showed up and just starts doing stuff, yeah. and that's been amazing. I'm thankful for the interns. Yes, the interns, Jake and Quinn, they're the <laughs> ones that help us make most of the stuff that you guys see and hear yeah. on a weekly basis. So. I'm so thankful for them, Mista in the office. I'm so thankful for the elders and stuff. And you know, I'm just I, I could just go on and on and on. I don't well, want to leave so it many volunteers that just come. I in. know, I mean, you know, Vina is just such Vina. a blessing. Yeah, Gail and, and the Lori list. And yeah, Lori and Lori, and, <laughs> and the, the list just goes on and on. But I, I what I wanted to do is I just want to affirm people in our church and. And I kind of made a list and I wrote a blessing for a Thanksgiving blessing for uh, people in our church. And I just wanted to share some of those right now. And the first one is this is I just want to give a blessing to all the men, you know, men. I, I, I give Jesus thanks for you, all men. You were created to be a man and your masculinity is a blessing. You were created for a purpose and you must fight for your purpose. This is your battle in this world. Do not run from it. Do not hide from it or avoid it. Lift your gaze to the horizon. Stand tall, shoulders back, and run towards your battle. You are meant to be a happy person. You are meant to be filled with meaning and purpose. And I want to affirm you as a man that this is your calling. So live for the adventure that only a dynamic faith can bring into your life. This material world is flesh and blood. It is not enough for you. Your soul is bigger. Your mind is bigger. Your spirit was meant for more than what this world has to offer. This is why your soul is thirsty. You were meant for something more. You were meant for glory, for victory, not an earthly victory or an earthly glory, but victory in the ultimate competition in the universe, the competition for your soul. So I affirm you, men, Live, love, and sacrifice for the greatest of all things. And that is discovering who you are, the man you are meant to be. And this can only be done when you come face to face with God. Mm. That's my blessing for men. Powerful. (laughs) Now for for ladies, I want to give you a blessing. What a glorious blessing it is to be made a woman. Your very existence as a woman is what makes this world so wonderful, exciting, and beautiful. Compare yourself not with others. Embrace who you are. Do not seek to be perfect. Seek to be fulfilled. Find your affirmation of who you are in Jesus, the God-man who knows what actual, real, authentic love is and was meant to be. See the blessing you are in this world and the potential of what Jesus can do in you and through you. Seek joy, happiness, and fulfillment, not in this world, but in the healing, redeeming, 
Jesus Christ who can shape you and mold you into who you want and need to be. You know you are not perfect, but you can be righteous through the power of Jesus Christ. In faith, you can live, you can rest and be joyful in the love, grace, and affirmation of the Lord. Seek him first and all your heart desires will be given unto you. As a woman, this is my blessing for you. Man, you're just like (laughs) hitting all the feels, Pastor Doug. You're hitting the feels, man. Right in the feels. I I just like to bless our elders at Foothills and all the other men that serve out there in elderships across the land. Blessed are you. Blessed are you for your service in leading and overseeing, shepherding, and interceding for the local church. Your sacrifice of service, your commitment to lead according to the instruction of the New Testament gives all of us an example of what it means to live and walk in faithful service to the King. So we give thanks for you because you are the bulwark against the schemes of the devil and his spiritual attacks on God's people in this local church. You are the ones who stand in the gap against those spiritual assaults. You are the defense. You're the defense against spiritual forces aligned against us as a community and us as individuals. You stand against false teaching. You stand against false doctrine and against corruption and deceit. So we thank you. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your leadership and your example of faith to all of us. Shout out to the elders. Amen, those elders. <laughs> I want to affirm the staff that work here at Foothills. I give thanks for you every single day. Your partnership in leading, building, and encouraging the kingdom of God is inspirational to me. I affirm you. I affirm your commitment to being a person who's committed to helping others discover their value in ministry in the kingdom of Jesus. Foothills is blessed to have each and every one of you who work so diligently to care and shepherd the people Jesus has called to his church. I am so blessed when I see your desire to care for and love one another, the way you guys tease each other, the way you get along with each other, like a father who sees his kids supporting and loving one another. It brings great joy to my soul. So love the staff. (laughs) We are a big family. (laughs) We are a crazy one. That is true. (laughs) Volunteers. Every person who volunteers in their church or volunteers in the kingdom of God to advance his kingdom, you are a person who is blessed in your service of others. I bless you with the greatest blessing of all. I call it the Samaritan blessing. You look at the world around you and all you see is neighbors. You have grown to the point in your faith where your heart is now reflecting the very heart of Jesus Christ. Your service is an act of love and grace. And when Jesus says that the meek shall inherit the earth, I believe he was speaking of ones such as you. I affirm and bless you for your gift of love, your gift of sacrifice to help people discover a new way of living by living in Jesus Christ and him alone. Thank you, every volunteer, for you 
are exemplifying true and authentic love. Oh my gosh, our volunteers are the best. <laughs> they are awesome. And and then finally to uh, not finally but to you listeners, every person who listens to this, I'm so thankful for you. Uh my gratitude for you overflows from my heart because you're encouraging me, you're inspiring me the way you share these podcasts with your friends and, and you talk about the impact it's making in your life. Knowing that there are people listening and growing in their faith because Jesus is using me as a vessel is one of the greatest honors of my life. So thank you for so uh, much for listening to me and what Jesus is speaking through me. Thank you so much for growing in your faith as Jesus calls you, encourages you, sharpens you, and challenges you through me. I just want to be his vessel. Uh, pray that I only speak what Jesus speaks. Not my opinion or my thoughts, but his thoughts and his thoughts alone. So thank you. I'm so gracious for your prayers and how you support me and God moving through me to bless you. I love the listeners. They're so great. They love are, them. Yeah, we love them. And finally, to those who give tithe uh, to their church. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you for your tithing and giving, particularly to Foothills Christian Church. The Lord Jesus has taken your generosity and multiplied it in ways you can never imagine. Uh, someone once asked me a very challenging question. He said, would anyone in your community notice if your church stopped doing ministry? Well, I thought about that, and right now I can say, well, the 31 people who just got baptized into Christ would have noticed. All the angels who party in heaven whenever one person is brought to the Lord, they would have noticed. Mm -hmm. The 400 people who downloaded the book, How to Connect to Jesus Christ, and started their journey with Jesus, they would have noticed. Mm -hmm. The 600 families that we are now feeding each month through our food pantry and benevolence ministry, they would have noticed. The 500 people in small groups that are being ministered to and shepherded mm -hmm. during the COVID pandemic, they would notice. The 150 kids and 75 students who've been touched by our children's and students' ministries, they would have noticed. Our missionaries in Haiti and in Ecuador and in India, they would have noticed. Uh, the orphanage in Haiti would have noticed. The farm we started in Haiti to feed all the orphans would have noticed. By the way, the peanut harvest has come in, and for the first time, the kids in Haiti are now tasting and discovering peanut butter. That's amazing. <laughs> they would have noticed, you know. The, the the ministry in Ecuador, Casa de Fe, the new church plant in India, the, the, so many more things happening in the world, they would have noticed. And and a lot of people don't realize this, but our, our, our benevolence ministry, our food ministry, actually also supplies most of the food for the food bank in Middleton and a lot of different other ministries here in town that rely shelters, uh uh, houses that uh, take in people, refugees, types of things, uh, different ministries. We provide tons and tons of food and supplies and needs to them as a church. And Cynthia organizes all of oh, that. Oh, man, she's, she's just a go-getter. She is a go-getter. We thank God for her and her ministry. So, But for all of you who give, this is because of you, and this is because of your generosity. I cannot say thank you enough for listening to Jesus and then responding to him in faith and giving. He truly has taken our little five loaves and two fish, and he is feeding and ministering to a multitude. 
with it. So thank you, each and every one, for you again. I can't say how thankful I am because it just overflows out of my heart into all of you. Love you so much. Every person that has been impacted by what Jesus is doing at Foothills, I thank God for you. Well, thank you, Pastor Doug, for <laughs> sharing all your gratitude for so many. And we are great sh- grateful for you because you've been serving here at Foothills for 24 years, almost 25. Almost 25. Very soon. And we're thankful for all your leading and what you do here at Foothills and, and just shepherding us along the path. So thank you for everything you do as well. Well, you're welcome. Um, I just want to say happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there who's listening. May you go and share your gratitude with everyone around you and live a have a blessed day. So <laughs> blessings everybody and happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>